What up, big dog? Yo, yo, yo. yo what is yo, up? Yo. Hello, Eric. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Think Fresh. <laughs> <laughs> the only podcast that we know of dedicated to Subway and all matters of cultural interest. Yeah, big uh, in italicized font that we know of. <laughs> that we know of. I've never really Googled it. I... I know our SEO is pretty bad, so I can't imagine any other Subway podcasts doing even close to as good as us. Uh, that's a fact. And, you know, um, one thing we can be very certain of is that this is the freshest podcast that exists um, <laughs> no cap. on any platform, including the shitty ones that uh, some of you are using. Yeah. I don't, if you're not on Apple or Spotify, <laughs> take a good hard look at yourself in the mirror. <laughs> yeah enough uh enough trashing our loyal breadheads here but uh you know we recommend <laughs> you you listen to it on a blue chip uh platform such as apple or spotify yeah uh blue check for sure <laughs> it's a premium s- sandwich podcast it deserves a premium platform put out, <laughs> yeah. put out for a premium subscription yeah we only eat uh from the signature menu yeah exactly Seven dollars or more, bet you can bet that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, long, um, long gone are the days of five dollar footlongs. It's it's like topping ten now for me. Like when as soon as you get all the fixins, damn, inflation is real. Yeah, it's no joke. Yeah, it's crazy when you look at menus from like the thirties, and you can get like a steak for like fifty cents or something. Yeah, I can't even uh, like fathom what that must be like. I mean, times have changed a lot. You could probably buy a wife at that time too. So, (laughs) (laughs) this is uh, yeah, twenty twenty is a very different different world. Oh yeah, that's for sure. And even that is it's changing every day. Which we were talking about last week. We're moving into chapter lip season. It's the times there are changing. Yeah. Not only the Chaps. times, uh, but the uh, situation in the world. Uh-huh. <laughs> we have um, America just to the south imploding before our eyes. Yeah, as a Canadian, it's really hard to look down on there and feel anything but sympathy and a little bit of smugness. It's a, it's a weird time. <laughs> yeah. Um, what did you have for lunch today, King? Uh, nothing, nothing to write home about. Nothing to sneeze at for lunch today. I... I made some um, mashed potato and I had some frozen samosas that I just kind of heated up. It was a very basic lunch. I, I'm even embarrassed to tell you right now. So let's talk about what you ate. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, yeah, let's get into it. So I had a little sandwich from Bosa once again. Um, it's kind of my new favorite thing to do is like rip up there on my, on my road bike um park that park that thing right in front um and then yeah just get some like groceries for the week like mostly lunch stuff because they have a really good deli but yeah when i'm there i'll usually get a sandwich and today i had the chicken cutlet sandwich the chicken cutlet sandwich damn big meat eric big meat eric here uh it reminded me of the chicken parmigiana sandwich that we tried to recreate at subway Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's almost the exact same actually just minus the breaded chicken so mine had the 
uh, like a thin slice of breaded chicken breast, I guess, Ooh. Um, and some cheese and uh, tomato sauce all in this little panino. There's tomato sauce in the sandwich. Am I hearing that correctly? Dude, you heard that very correctly. I even, uh, like, when, as soon as I saw that, I just thought about Subway and, you know, I, I had to, I had to cop. Yeah, a little bit of marinara action always slaps. Yeah. Uh, how did you how did you feel when you dig your teeth into that chiclet? <laughs> your your chiclet um, into the chiclet. Well, if I'm being honest, I would probably rate it like a five out of ten. Like, uh, okay. if I'm being totally honest, I would probably rather have the one that we created um, for a few reasons. One, it's made fresh. <laughs> um and also you know you get the nice little warm toasty action um right out of the gate with this one i biked home because i also had some raw meat in my backpack which i couldn't let uh marinate in the sun while i had my uh panino and cigarette outside of bosa so brought it home that's a mistake though like I learned this the other day too i got a a, the veggie sandwich from a third wave coffee shop and (laughs) Um, it was on a ciabatta. The the kind of substance of it was a portobello mushroom mushroom that had mm-hmm. been cooked, then let cool, and then put in my sandwich. So it was served cold, mm-hmm. and it was just like just a bunch of mush inside that sandwich when I bit into that. And I mm-hmm. thought, I wish I could toast this, and I wish it was assembled fresh before my eyes. Yeah, you really need the um, you really need the warm marinara to touch down on that uh, on that bread. And you know to do a little dance before you can bite it. Yeah, totally. Like a a, a preemie sandwich, pre-made is a that's a jailable offense, I think. Totally. To serve one of those at your cafe. Totally. Yeah, it's. I'm I'm trying to test out the theory that you can like travel with a sandwich, um, but mm-hmm. time and time again, I'm proved wrong. And you know, it's much better to assemble it on site <laughs> versus oh, yeah. uh, trying to be slick with it and do it beforehand. So. Yeah, I'm taking that I one mean, with like, me. Also, it takes like like the sandwich artists approve the model. Like you can get a sandwich from bread to bag in like three minutes flat if you are rushing the veggies. <laughs> and skip if you skip toasting even faster. So there's no reason in 2020 for a butcher shop, a bodega, it doesn't matter to be pre-assembling your sandwiches. Yeah, exactly. You're you're not making anything better. Yeah, and you know I you, wonder, though, uh, you can even yeah. charge more like. Like this was, uh, you know, there's premium ingredients in here, but it's cheaper than a Subway sandwich. Mm. So, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, you can charge a little bit more, make it on site. And yeah, you have your whole experience right there in front of you. I wonder if like the shape of the sandwich could like help us out here a bit. Like, do you really think Lizzie's the best shape for a sandwich? Like, (laughs) (laughs) bear with me here. Um, Let's say you go Big Mac style with your foot long. So you're going a few layers up, a few slices of bread in between, and you're not going you're not going twelve by two by two or whatever. <laughs> okay. So every everything lives on a different floor. It's like in a little apartment complex. You got mm. your meat downstairs, then your veg, then your sauce up top. Your sauce isn't mingling with the shreddice, and the tomato isn't making the meat all soppy. Mm. So I wonder if that could affect the portability and potentially the half-life of your sandwich that's really interesting you have this like divider like um like at all the restaurants now you have this plexiglass divider in between your vegetables and your and your meat 
I can't think of um I can't yeah. think of a scenario though where I wouldn't want all those flavors mixing together and I would want like a border like a USA Mexico wall in between. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if though if you made it the right shape at time of consumption you could have just twist it on its side <laughs> and then uh sink that sink into that cuz like if you put it on its side then you should be able to get a mouthful of everything from from meat to sauce in one bite. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was gonna. <laughs> I was gonna make a. <laughs> I was gonna make a sex joke. Uh, cool. But yeah. I mean, you you might be onto something, man. I think the. I'm not sure what we're optimizing for when we decide to go footlong versus like, like saucer shape. Like I think mm-hmm. of um, how when you eat a burger, you you can eat around it to kind of maximize the sauce flavor intake and also minimize drippage. We spoke a little mm-hmm. bit about... Mm-hmm. It from yeah, we spoke a little bit about uh, vegetable spillage last episode. And I feel like that would happen way less if you had a square or even a circular sandwich instead of like a long tube one. Oh, that. Yeah, because you, um, you can kind of like... Like, eat despite the long tube shape, you can't really, like, corn cobble. <laughs> I'm going to say corn cobble a foot long. You're not just, like, nibbling all down the side and back, you know? The structural integrity of the sandwich is compromised if you bite anywhere but the tip. <laughs> yeah, especially on the one side where it's, like, the spine of the sandwich. Like, you know, when mm. you uh, really fuck mm. up a book from the library, it's, like, the spine is damaged, right? As soon as you do that, the book, the book is toast. Yeah. <laughs> so, for all the yeah. nerds listening out there, I hope we, hope you can relate um just to put it in your terms you know <laughs> i completely get it uh <laughs> not as a nerd me no nerd but i i totally see where you're coming from the spine is pretty integral and they're like really abusing it and pushing it to the limits on the conveyor belt behind the glass partition because they like you see them like after they cut the bread open and they just like they do like a like almost like a bench press <laughs> on it to get it flattened wow, yeah. <laughs> like they're, they're, they have some spine snapping techniques that uh help open up the pages of that book without breaking it but they push it to its limits yeah. every time and then the final blow is at the end when they cut your sandwich in half and then they turn it into a uh, quadriplegic <laughs> you just snap yeah. that spine right now i mean and... like yeah they're like you're getting a broken sandwich buddy <laughs> Maybe if they like, we could like you could kind of eat around the sandwich, like you suggested with a hamburger. If they did more than one cut at the end, instead of slicing straight down the middle, if they did two or three slices broken into like three inch chunks, mm. maybe that would enable like you have more surface area than to like manage, but also you you have something that can fit into the palm of your hand to kind of mm. nibble mm. around. And it just instantly becomes a slider. I guess so. It's you're creating individual sliders. Yeah. It's more cubic and wider. It'll look be- it'll look less flas- uh like a phallic too. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll look less phallic. Wow, how would that? That would be um like a really good thing to do with a group of friends. Like everybody gets their sandwich cut into fours, and then you just like swap. So you all of them, all of your and your friends can have like a tasting flight uh, of sandwiches. Mm. That's sweet. The sandwich yeah. flight. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing um mm-hmm. also when i was at bosa i took a photo of this italian sub <laughs> so, and they have like the ingredients listed below 
Uh, I just wanted to read this out to you, which which I thought I thought yeah, was really good. Break it down for everybody. So this is what Bosa, an Italian grocer, calls an Italian sub. Are you ready? So okay. first ingredient: olive bread, uh, and and they spelled olive wrong. <laughs> <laughs> How did they? Spell uh, there's it? no L. So it's just O I V E. Um, and I thought that was right off the bat really interesting because there's no olive bread at Subway, and that seems easy enough to make. Ooh. And that would be so fucking good. Ooh, if they, they have olives. They just need to slap them on. Yeah. There. Ooh, I would add that to cart for yeah. sure. At time of bake, just uh, using your thumb or index finger, just push in a few olives <laughs> into the bread. And, and there you go. Yeah. Squish. Um, yeah, that's perfect. You also got uh, Genoa salami, mortadella, and something called brick cheese. Mm. So... I immediately laughed out loud at the store because um, if you're a diehard listener of the pod, then you know that I'm a fan of Brick and Cheese, the uh, famous restaurant here on Commercial Drive that serves um, basically a Crunchwrap Supreme, but on steroids. <laughs> um, so, Yeah, not for the faint of heart. Our resident meat lover, Eric, is the only one who will take that one yeah. on. Um, specifically the double protein uh, offering. <laughs> <laughs> so you got some brick cheese on this uh, otherwise very Italiano, very Tuscan sounding sandwich. Mm-hmm. Everything is a, everything has an, a, a, a Tuscan spin to it except brick cheese. Mm-hmm. And um, interestingly enough, the sandwich itself is pretty flat. It's almost like someone sat on it, which um, mm-hmm. again just makes me think: is Subway the most authentic? Because they also sit on their sandwiches, or at least it lo- it looks like they do. <laughs> yeah. They got they they give it that that bench press again after all the veggies are yeah. in it. Just really make sure that it's squished before it's handed over to the customer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, yeah I thought it was a good thing. I wanted I wanted to share that with you and uh, hopefully inspire your next your next sandwich, Ty. I have more questions than answers after you shared that with me. <laughs> yeah, hit me. Do you have any for me right now? Uh, brick is the brick cheese a? Is it just a thicker slab of cheese? Is it just like a really, really hev- hefty, hefty piece of cheddar? What's happening? Why brick? <laughs> I mean, that's a great question, and I can't tell based on this photo that I took. Um, it all I can see is like a single slice of cheddar or some kind of like Gruyere style or like Swiss. Honestly, it could be fucking anything. I don't know. It's just a slice of cheese in there. It doesn't look like it's thicker than usual. Maybe it's like, maybe brick mm. is just a synonym for like plain, just plain cheese. Mm. Right. Because it arrives in a brick. Yeah. <laughs> that would be the Italian way to describe American cheese. It's just a brick. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't come in a wheel or a sharp triangle. Yeah, it comes in this obtuse shape for you obtuse Americans. <laughs> uh. Okay, that that uh, I think that was some good um, uh, sleuthing there. I think we figured that one out. <laughs> Next question: Are totally raw dogs? No sauce in there? Ooh, good question. Um, it doesn't say, so I'm gonna assume no. There's nothing. Wow, dusty biscuit. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Europeans like fuck with sauce. You know, like in sandwiches, like it, maybe there's some butter in there or. Or you let the meat do all the talking, but it's like similar to um, 
Subway until you get to the last step. You know, it's like you don't even have to add any of the sauces and then you're fine. Yeah, it's a good point. I feel like the European approach to saucing it up is cheese. Like they'll like put some like stinky blue in their sandwich and that is the sauce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say in general, European sandwiches are drier than American um, sloppy joes. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of sloppy boys <laughs> on the side of the Pacific. <laughs> yeah. they, call, they call us hosers for a reason, right? Hosing the sauce. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, but yeah, I'll give that a solid 5 out of 10, my, my lunch today. Bummer. Yeah, mine was pretty weak too, so I don't think these... I don't know about you, but I'm not going to be uh, populating our OnlyFans with today's lunch. Some weak samosas. Mm. Well, I am still going to, just because we talked about it so much. <laughs> we can let our fans see what's, uh, what's popping. I'll go on. But, yeah, nothing to be too super impressed by. That's, uh, that's nice of you, though, to give them the real you. Yeah. There's no curation here behind our OnlyFans curtain. That's true. Um. Ty, I cool. wanted to get into your recent uh, super spreader trip of uh, of BC's interior. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I'm cruising all around the land, spreading love and yeah. joy. Um, uh, yeah. So like, I like to go out with the boys a lot, you know. Um, dummy, dummy, a few double IPAs, get Liddy in the city. You know what it's all about. But that wasn't this weekend. This weekend was just me and the life partner taking a slower pace of things, visiting some wineries, um, experiencing uh, the uh, finer things, you can say. Mm. Um, what does that consist of? Mostly whining and dining, baby. <laughs> Set menus, optional pairings. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, know, you know the deal. Oh, wow. <laughs> so what did you have go with your... Um... Your Greek mixed olives um, and marinated with uh, some, you know, what we got here. Some maybe some olive oil. Uh, <laughs> what, what, what else? You know it with like the olives. You want to you want to have that with a little bit of maybe like a tapenade. I remember having some like uh, a mix of like zucchini and eggplant tapenade with some olives on the side. Uh, there's some some good stuff like that. The small art of small plating. Jeez. You know the deal. Tapas, share plates, all that shit. Um, one thing from my week weekend venture that I did want to share with you today on the pod was a great natty wine bar I visited. It was in kind of an urban wine bar, so they were sourcing grapes from other vineyards and then graping them in their facility in uh, downtown Okanagan. But it was, I think it was called Rico Bambino, which is rich, rich kid in Italian uh very fitting very cool and their entire natural selection was really really interesting they had they were doing orange orange wine which i think is a really uh trendy playoff of red or white it's kind of like a rosé but it's excuse it more orange colored it's just all it's all marketing but it's still mm. fun and they they brewed all of their organic wines in concrete concrete vessels and i asked the owner i said why are you why are you making your wine in concrete barrels? And then the guy said, he said, because I fucking hate oak. <laughs> <laughs> wow, enough, concrete right? barrel. I, I never um, thought that would be a thing. Yeah, it's, it makes sense that they, that would work because concrete's quite porous for 
uh, aerating the wine. But I would also think that the acidity of a grape would put a hole right through that. Yeah, I imagine it would like start to like crunch off, you know, like um, it, would, it would create a lot of dust. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder how they keep their concrete moist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking of like, uh, like I have uh, concrete floors here in the stew and uh, like there's definitely a lot of dust too. Like it's not, I, don't, I wouldn't call it like a clean, like a very clean surface, you know, or something that I would store liquid in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I generally wouldn't recommend storing liquid in concrete. Yeah, interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, 2020 is all about surprises, yeah. right? um so so bc's wine country how does the food over there compare to say a blue check restaurant here uh downtown vancouver yeah it's not too far off i think they they have a they have a tourist industry there they are catering to a um an upper class crowd so i think the when they're a culinary region by because just because of the the farm to table nature of like their fertile their fertile landscape so i think they're able to compete Mm, so they got Um, a little bit less ethnic food yeah deep pockets less ethnic food i think it skis pretty white there but um there's definitely like some west coast contemporary cuisine happening at a pretty pretty high fidelity Mm, true you're in the um like authentic part of bc you're you're in uh you're going straight to the source whereas vancouver is more of a melting pot of you know people coming and going and and uh bringing their culture with them and stuff yeah totally you still got like colonial (laughs) families hanging out there Uh, (laughs) like that's my great great grandparents and those gravestones in the pioneer cemetery (laughs) it's kind of like uh fort langley like you have this super old heritage and there's literally a graveyard like in the town like mm-hmm. for god knows like who, how long right but then now you have mm-hmm. in, especially in the last like five years so many tourists and like you know people who like come to vancouver go, go there now as well which is like fascinating i i honestly i blame i yeah. blame riverdale <laughs> <laughs> good call it's bringing out the um yeah all, all the the young teenagers have a, a new obsession with fort langley because of riverdale's um as a shooting premises yeah. but like it sucks for tourism. Graveyards suck for tourism, you know? Not only are they creepy, but also people don't want to visit a graveyard when they're touring, even if there's famous people there. Like, maybe you'll go see, like, Michelangelo's grave at, like, Santa Croce in Florence, in Florence but for the most part, who's going Who's going on a tour, on some sort of um, trip and wants to go visit a, a, a graveyard? Yeah, I mean, I thought they were... I thought they exist solely for teenagers to get drunk at, um, like on a weeknight. Like you toss back a few brewskis with the boys at the graveyard. <laughs> have you have you ever done that? Yeah, trip over a headstone when the cops yeah. show up. It's a fun thing to do. Uh, yeah, in in suburban culture. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it is the only park space with no light. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> a park that never really closes. Damn. I can see eating Subway in, in a graveyard. I feel like there's something like um, beautifully contradictory about that. You have this like eat fresh, look fresh <laughs> sandwich in a um, place of death. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, it's like 
your sandwich has no life in it. So it kind of works. Wow. Oh, yeah, boy. more and more often I'm losing faith in how how good for me those dry white tomatoes are or that just like totally stemless or like all stem spinach. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> it's all stem spinach. Damn, for the extra crunch factor. Yeah, yeah they want it to be crispy because you know that scraggly brown lettuce ain't doing much for no. crunch. We, uh, and we also don't have the opportunity to check in with Travis Scott to understand why he added lettuce to his burger but we'll save that for a, when we pop off and we'll we'll, we'll uh, bring him on the show pop it yeah friend of the pod yeah um i think subway like mcdonald's was smart to being bring la flame on i think subway needs a new spokesperson like we don't talk about him much but like they had jared we don't <laughs> really talk about him on this pod i don't know why um he was great for a while we all know that he's not now mm. I think with uh, uh, with what he's been through, I don't know if you can say he was ever great because it turns out he was he was doing that the whole time. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Well, people still associate Subway with Jared, and I think if they brought on a new spokesperson, maybe everybody would forget about Jared, or at least his his image would start to dwindle. But because they chose like their their options were like jared or no spokesperson <laughs> they chose no spokesperson so jared still kind of stays mm. in uh, as kind of a cult uh the ghost of jared <laughs> is a cultural artifact yeah, exactly still. his shadow lives on um he's actually mm-hmm. the number one requested guest for this show and for obvious reasons we're not going to have him on mainly because we don't want to pay to have uh like him call in from rikers island and yeah. <laughs> that, that's just that's just not on the budget uh ladies and gentlemen so yeah if he'll pick up the tab for his prison call then maybe we'll work it through but as of now jared will not be on this yeah pod. we might have to get the freestyle the kodak black call drops freestyle uh through the phone <laughs> you know what though so i guess subway did have a spokesperson for a little bit uh after jared but not in like the more conventional sense. I'm thinking about season three of the TV show Community <laughs> when they brought on that uh, like corpo humanoid Subway character mm-hmm. named Subway. I don't know if anybody <laughs> has watched the show, but they brought on a character in the show called Subway who only existed to like circumvent school policy um, because anybody opening a culinary venture on campus at the uh, community school must be enrolled as a Greendale student. So they brought on a character named Subway so Subway can move into the school. Very funny, very clever. Mm, a real industry plan. Um, no, yeah, real plan, yeah. So I guess he is the most recent spokesperson for Subway. Wow. Rick. His character name was Rick. Yeah, I mean, what about um, Bill Belichick? I guess Bill Belichick is... Uh, has now replaced Rick in the public eye. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, in the limelight. Um, limelight. It could also just be a temporary marketing ploy, but I guess we'll have to find out. Yeah, uh, a weak attempt to reassociate Subway with sport. Yeah. I think Subway should try to reassociate themselves with, like, culture. Like, they should make Lil Uzi Vert their spokesperson. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, McDonald's is doing a really good job of that. Like, they had La Flame, and then they have, I think, like, Jay Balvin is doing a... Doing a collab now? Oh, cool, yeah, cool. So, I mean, 
why not have uh, like somebody with more cultural relevance? Doesn't have to be an artist, music artist, but it can be yeah. Um, I don't know, like Oprah or something. Get Oprah on the pod, yeah. or get a, yeah. Wait, yeah. Get Oprah on on subways, um, subways roadmap. Yeah, and then subsequently our pod. And followed by our pod. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> One step closer to getting over here. But I think Uzi would be good, you know? He's got the face tats. He's got, like, the androgynous hairstyle. His, I, I, everything about him screams, like, I care about what I eat. Mm. We should um, we should pitch that at the subway. And to not only get Lil Uzi Vert, but to get uh, Future on as well. So you have... Uh, you have baby Pluto and Pluto. <laughs> and that way you have nice. like a six inch and a 12 inch mascot because <laughs> of the height <laughs> disparity. Oh, wow. I'm imagining like all the ads are very similar to like that those Mac and PC ads. Yeah. <laughs> Except you got Pluto and baby Pluto uh, just kind of chirping each yeah, other. Exactly. And every song they make together is a hit. So it's just you can't miss. I'd love to see what uh, what these guys come up with. Yeah, what could they chef up on the uh, on the conveyor belt at Subway? Hmm. Well, I'm not too familiar with either their uh, dietary restrictions or preferences, but I imagine it's going to be something uh, probably a like an interesting take on something that exists already at Subway. So maybe you're adding, mm-hmm. uh, maybe you're pulling a Travis and just adding lettuce and bacon to something else on the menu already. <laughs> yeah it's not a reinvent it's not a innovation it's just a slight reframing of exist, existing yeah, material we don't necessarily need them to like design a new sandwich we kind of just want to see what they order and to understand them a little bit mm-hmm. better. keep it simple right tell me a story about your life through your sandwich mm-hmm. i love to see like uh what meat options they go with there I feel like uh, Future is definitely, like, into the pepperoni. <laughs> <laughs> he seems like a pepperoni guy. Hmm. Can't, I can't say yes or no to that. I, don't, I'm not, I really don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we won't know until we can get his yeah. order. But you know what? Why can't you, like, customize meats there the same way you can customize veggies? Like, you can get any combination of vegetables, but why can't you, like, choose up to three meats? Like, that seems like... Yeah. an obvious thing that would be really really tasty yeah it really it's stupid that they're pretty sad yeah especially like the type of customer that goes in there they want control over their meat so many people order double meat <laughs> i know and i guess you could but it's just charge they're just charge you more and it's not as fun yeah but but maybe they need to like rebuild the entire platform of the menu so that anybody ordering just starts with a blank slate you like get your canvas when you walk in they're like here's your bread it's whatever buck 50 per meat add as many or as few as you Mm -hmm. like it's kind of like a menchie's format like they just they they just uh, charge you by weight yeah exactly it's like the whole foods cafeteria it's no different damn these are some good ideas man you gotta we gotta get, get in their ear, get a subway's ear a little bit better. We thinking fresh over here, baby. Right. We are the we are the mayor of Subway's marketing committee. We 
this this is <laughs> this is new age subway ideas here. What the fuck? Um, anything Damn. else, Ty? That's everything I got for you today, man. It's been a a great run. Absolutely, we got some. Uh, I got something I'll share with you in the next up beat, but we'll talk about that on Friday. I'm looking forward. Yeah, so to for it. the breadheads listening, that's uh, you know, look out for the Friday episode. It's gonna be a good one. Do you want to drop them a tease to keep them on their the edge of their seat? Uh, sure. Two words: Elvis platter. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Tune in next yeah. week. You won't regret it. I don't That's think. That's a fact. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Go ahead and follow us on Instagram and OnlyFans, and support your favorite uh, yeah. Fresh Pod. It's the, really the best. Exactly. One. All right, buddy. Catch you uh, Friday.